0: Thanks for signing up for the public beta podcast. It is Thursday, June seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Your hosts this week: myself, Lee, and Reed. Hello, Reed. Guess what episode it is?
1: <laughs> I dare not.
0: Uh, episode sixty nine. We made it. The podcast can end now. The joke is over. Yeah. Uh, and super appropriately. Read today you go for your second shot at four twenty PM. Yeah,
1: it's destiny. It's the stars have a yeah. and they're like, These guys are doing their podcast on episode sixty nine, therefore this kid <laughs> needs his next vaccine shot at four twenty. It's only it's only fitting. If
0: the if the doctor enters the room and their name is like Dr. XXX Sephiroth and Naruto Fan sixty nine. <laughs> yeah. Or no scope three sixty. We've we've, 360. Completed. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, we've completed it, so good for you on that. Hope it doesn't uh, take you down with the fatigue and the flu-like symptoms. Yeah, I'm getting mine on I can't wait Saturday. for 5G,
1: bro. Like, I'm excited.
0: It's going to be so fucking fast, man. They're, they're laying fiber in my neighborhood right now. Uh, oh. they, they got the little boxes going in and stuff like that. So that's kind of exciting, too. Maybe I'll finally be able to yeah, stream.
1: All the fucking kooks <laughs> about the vaccine are fine with fiber because they're like, oh, yeah, you need that to shit
0: yeah li- <laughs> literal literal cables being laid in in trenches into the ground connected to your house. uh whatever it's it's all good. Uh, read it's E3 is over. I think yeah, I sure. think E3 I think E3 is over. Summer game fest continues until uh, Jeff Keeley says so I guess uh, when we recorded last week it was Saturday. Uh, which was right before Ubisoft, and then on uh, the day after that was, was Square Enix and Xbox, if I'm remembering that correctly. Uh, so the only thing we had seen when we talked last week was the Summer Game Fest stream, which was kind of a grab bag of announcements uh, and, and more akin to what you would get from the Video Game Awards or something like that. And it was pretty good. It turns out that nothing really ever hit the high of Elden Ring for me. Oh yeah, uh, and I don't even, uh, and I'm not even like crazy into Elden Ring. It was just one of the more impressive. Uh, things shown. Yeah, show, well, I think uh,
1: I think it's because, uh, first of all, from software, they should really be like the actual CD project Red, like because they have pumped out nothing but consistent titles as far as the Soul series is concerned since Demon Souls, like even Dark Souls too. Like it may not be everybody's favorite, but it's a very competent video game. Uh, they've they always haven't re-
0: had a major miss yeah, they, they, uh, since, they, since this all started. Yeah,
1: they've always released good DLCs, so I think that's where a lot of the hype of Elden Ring comes from, because it's a proven company that knows how to make good games. Sekiro won fucking Game of the Year last year, I think, didn't it? Um, uh,
0: to some. You, you know what's really interesting about From Software is, like, their games have very little jank, aside from, like, using, obviously, the Havoc engine for so long and having uh, corpses... Uh, kind of do a little, yeah, little yeah. dance around your feet that's not that's not game breaking and that's also as intended they, their bit, stuff works yeah and yeah. It's,
1: that's a bit of the soul's charm too is that it's a little bit fucking goofy when it doesn't mean to be
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a full list uh, i have i have the news here before we
1: get to that let's quickly touch on what we've been playing reed what have you been playing uh, basically just ratchet and clank i played a little bit of mass effect 3 of course um but mainly ratchet and clank um still a fantastic game i'm nearly 100 percent completed it uh wow. like the fucking people online being like dude 90 dollar eight hour game are absolutely fucking nuts like this game's easily like at least 10 to 20 hours of solid fun content um like I would say, if you're not like already like a big Ratchet and Clank fan, like definitely pick this up on sale. It would totally be worth like sixty bucks Canadian, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, like for ninety dollars, I'm completely satisfied as a hardcore Ratchet and Clank fan. It Has everything I wanted and more. Uh, like I said, still solid gameplay. Uh, I was surprised to learn that the main car- female lead Rivet is voiced by Jennifer Hale, aka Fem Shepard. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I literally cannot escape that shit. <laughs> um yeah, they do a really neat thing in the game uh really yeah as you know lee uh in the past however many years basically since last of us the formula to a good story for a lot of these triple a western studios is old person travels with small person and like they grow together um it's the road ever since the road yeah uh ratchet <laughs> and clank kind of changes up a little bit so it's So Ratchet and Clank end up in this alternate dimension where they have their own counterparts, right? So Ratchet having the female, as you've described, yeah. Yeah. And then there's also you find like a female robot later named uh, Kit, who is Clank's um, counterpart essentially. So the first fuck too. So the first half of this game is Ribbit traveling with Clank. Clank is uncomfortable because he only really knows Ratchet, whereas Ribbit has never worked with anybody before. So they have to learn to grow with one another. And you think that's going to be, like, the brunt of it, and then Ratchet meets up with Kit, and then also Ratchet is trying to, like, open her up to friends, and she doesn't want any friends. So you think that that's what the game's going to be, is, like, these two different characters with their own respective opposite robots learning to accept one another. Um, sure. And it does do that, but then halfway through the game, they're just like, okay, now we're going to flip it. So now Rivet is with Kit, and they're both awkward as fuck because they made friends with Kit. Like Clank and Ratchet respectively. Now they have to make friends with each other, but like they're both just like Duh, whatever. And then Ratchet and Clank are back to being like, "Fuck yeah, we're badasses." What's up, buddy? And then they just go and be awesome somewhere. Uh, it's a really unique take on that character development formula, in my opinion. And I'm really enjoying it in that regard. And I like, I wish more games would take a look at it and wouldn't be afraid, like halfway, to slightly change up like pairings of groups of characters and stuff like that.
0: Sure. Yeah. What about the Guardians of the Galaxy? No, just <laughs> <Come> <laughs> on, we'll get to that. Uh, so, so, have you beaten the story already, and you're just no, no. mopping up? Okay.
1: Uh, I've been I've gotcha. been neglecting because um, roller skating's fun, and it's hot out.
0: Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It and it is hot out. Holy fuck, man! Yeah, like it's fucking hot. Jesus out. Christ. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's all you've been playing pretty much. Uh, Mass Effect 3, obviously we're going to talk more about Mass Effect yeah, 2 I didn't later wanna, in this episode. Yeah, I didn't
1: really want to talk a lot uh, yeah. about Mass Effect 3 because saving that for our future episodes, so.
0: Opens in Canada, in Vancouver.
1: And, yeah, uh, when I, I learned that, th- that was wild. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Things get pretty wild. Uh, so anyway,
1: maskers yeah. out there being like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <For> <laughs> uh,
0: the fucking the Chinese billionaires have bought up everything. Uh, so... Yeah, I've been playing, uh, Yakuza 3, I've been playing, unfortunately, the majority of my gaming time was spent playing Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis, uh, but Yakuza 3, man, uh, clipping along, loving it, uh, the, the orphan characters and that, and as far as I know, they haven't updated the, this is the, the HD remaster, they didn't really change the localization at all, so this game would have originally come out on the PS3 and was, was kind of rough, uh, at least compared to the the more recent yakuza games uh, and then translations, the the Japanese to English in the last ten years even uh, has really really you know it's moved uh, there it's it's way better in general now. I always find it very fascinating to see when uh, something is translated, especially when all with all the South Korean television I watch. Uh, when um, so, if I were to say something was in my top ten. In it, there's a expression in Korean, at least, that basically says it's on your fingers. It counts on my fingers, meaning your top ten. You have ten fingers. So if I ate something and I'm like, oh man, this pizza is counting on my fingers, that would be. But when you just put that, let's say, in a video game or a TV show, it takes you a second. Like it takes you aback. You're like, what the fuck is that? And then you think about it, and you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. That the translator did the best they could. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose some of that interestingness. Uh, And we're going to basically just have like, oh, actual accurate uh, expressions and idioms and translations of games going forward. But that being said, uh, all the orphan characters in this have really endeared themselves to me. I like Kiryu as an adoptive, himself an orphan. And of course a Yakuza who's murdered people in the streets with his bare hands. Uh, There's some physical altercations that these orphans get into with other characters, other children. And generally the orphans are of course treated like shit. Not only are they... Uh, kind of misfits in their own right, uh, whether they look different than the other children or whatever uh, the the reason, or the fact that they are just orphans that don't have parents and live in a big group home together. Uh, there's a lot of prejudice against them, and there's uh, an, a physical altercation that happens at some point in the story. And Kiryu is there, and he's watching it happen, and he doesn't step in. He's not like children now, now come on now, uh, no, he lets it he lets it fucking happen. And it <laughs> rang so true to the the character of Kiryu, just being like, well, these kids obviously got to... Like, they gotta fight. They gotta f- figure this shit out for themselves. If I step in, they learn nothing. And there's a few moments like that that are kind of subtle, and maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but I'm really enjoying the story therefore. And like I said, the the orphan kids, it started with like, oh man, I have to deal with these fucking kids this whole game, and then by the end of it, you're, you're leaving back to Tokyo at one point in the story, and like, he's kind of leaving the kids there on their own, uh, you know, hundreds of miles away in Okinawa, and it's like, oh man, I hope these these fucking kids are alright while I'm gone. If anything fucking happens to these kids while I'm gone, I swear to fucking God. Uh, And then the other game, of course, Phantasy Star Online. Like I said last week, it's the fuck you, this is what you asked for edition. Uh, Imagine if WoW, like Vanilla WoW, when they released like WoW Classic or whatever recently, uh, which was basically just like, no, roll the updates back to the original release of the game, and then we'll do like an increased speed of adding those updates back so people can experience this game like it was when it launched. Phantasy Star Online kind of did something a little different with that. Instead of just releasing Fantasy uh, Star Online 2 verbatim as it was when it launched seven years ago, they took and upgraded a number of uh, aspects of the game and now have basically just taken all of those assets and... Retutorialize them. As I said last week, this isn't anything I haven't already covered, but it continues. Uh, there are certain things in the original Fantasy Star that were just I I couldn't understand what was being told. Like what's a multi weapon? I don't even know. Turns out, multi weapon is you feed a different kind of weapon to your current weapon, and then you can access all of that weapon's skills. Uh, so I can carry around a giant rocket launcher, but if I want to do like a crazy bullet dance with my machine guns, I don't have to switch weapons to do that. I can just uh, I that. That was never explained in the original game. Stuff like that is one of many examples of this game. Um, basically, keeping me hooked by slowly introducing those things in my morbid curiosity for, like, what was this supposed to be this whole time uh, is, is keeping me fucking playing that game, and I hate it. Uh, because it's, it's getting grindy. It's a, it's a Japanese MMO. Like, I, at a certain point, I hit a wall. Uh, one thing I will complain about this game, and I'm not so certain the original game had it, uh, the game is open world now so you seamlessly move from area to area and the uh, the monsters are a different level have you played a Japanese RPG before the monsters are different <laughs> levels where you go uh, so you can grind on at level seven you can very easily take down enemies that are like level 12 uh, if you have have some good gear uh, kicking around but uh, it penalizes you from doing this I don't know what the thought process behind that is, but if I take like a level 7 character to a level 12 area, I'm getting 1 or 2 EXP per kill, and it's taking me 3 times as long to kill the enemies, because obviously, they are above my level. The game c- can- constantly wants you to find an area with enemies within 3 levels of you to give you the most EXP, and I don't know why uh, that is. Obviously, it's, it's my own risk to be almost one-shotted by enemies by fighting them much more uh, than my level. Uh, But but MMOs tend to do this, I guess. When I think back to Final Fantasy XI or or other games like that, um, you would be penalized for fighting higher enemies. I don't know if that's just a general uh, balance thing with like, oh, if you're in higher level areas, you're probably with a higher level character. Uh, So we're we're not just going to let them wipe out an area of enemies and give you all the EXP. However, there's nothing to stop you from taking a high level character with you to a level that's appropriate to you, and then you mopping up a bunch of EXP and them getting penalized. Very strange. Otherwise, the game's pretty good, and I'm uh, curious to keep playing it, unfortunately. Like I said, I'm begrudgingly playing this game because they made it for me, is is how I look at it. I fucking asked for this, and here it is, so now I gotta eat my Sunday, you know? Uh, It's
1: it's how it fucking works.
0: Reed, did you watch any of the streams over the weekend, or did you just kind of pop in and out Um, on things that you were interested in? I
1: missed the ones on the weekends because I was golfing or roller skating or stuff like that. I did watch the Nintendo Direct on Tuesday, however. Sure.
0: Uh, did you see the Starfield trailer?
1: No. Oh, really?
0: Okay, no. I was going to stay media blacked out on Starfield, uh, but I did watch this trailer. And uh, it's coming out in November of next year, 2022. It will be an Xbox console exclusive, of course, on Game Pass and PC as well. It is the first uh, new IP from the Bethesda Game Studio in 25 years. Uh, it like, Eld- wasn't Dishonored? <laughs> no, that's not them, that's Arcane. This is the main Bethesda team. This is the Elder Scrolls Fallout people.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: Elder Scrolls was their only game, and then they bought the Fallout IP, uh, and then made that. So this is their first something that isn't Elder Scrolls or Fallout. Uh, Arcane Studios also announced a game, uh, but they're they're the dishonored people. And then uh, of course you have everybody else under the Bethesda umbrella. So uh, what does it look like, Reed? It looks like space, Elder Scrolls. It looks looks fine. Uh, the technology, I would say, is close to maybe what you would have seen in No Man's Sky, in terms of like what the spacesuits and the spaceships look like. Sure. Um, but yeah, it looks like a, a Outer world that's taking itself a fair bit more seriously and establishing itself more like the Cyrodiil. Cyrodiil takes itself seriously to a point, it's just that the things that happen within it tend to be memey and goofy, right? Yes, correct. Um, so yeah, there's Starfield, coming to PC next year, 2022. Yeah, I Xbox mean, fuck, well.
1: everybody will play that, so good for them.
0: Exactly. Everybody's <laughs> going to at least try it. Uh but but there there is something to be said for they've been working on this game for a very long time. If it's just Skyrim in space, are we disappointed? Does this mean that Elder Scrolls 6 doesn't but, <laughs> move the needle at all that we're just towing the line to this Like
1: point? I think internet people will be pissed. I think regular folk who just fucking want Skyrim in space cuz that game sells billions of fucking copies, they're not going to give a shit.
0: Right, it'll be fine. Yeah,
1: they just want to Um, shoot things and go on a spaceship. They don't care about stats or, like, proper lore or good quest uh, quest writing or anything like
0: that. Hey, at least they're releasing new games, unlike Rockstar, uh, who's just (laughs) now going on three generations of the same GTA game. Uh, Rare reveals that they've done a deal with the Big D, Disney, uh, and that there will be a Sea of Thieves crossover with Pirates of the Caribbean. You got, uh, yeah, sure. you got... Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that game's apparently quite good. It gives me motion sickness. Uh, but uh, if you like pirate role-playing, uh, my buddy the other day was like, there's nothing to do in that game except grind to earn cosmetics. And then we both kind of were taken aback. We're like, isn't that... Every game. <laughs> is not like once you start being like the only thing to do is to make your character look cooler, it's like, oh shit. Uh, they showed the first gameplay of Battlefield 2042, which looks admittedly pretty fucking awesome, uh, especially when you consider tanks and planes in combat in like downtown areas and people having verticality uh, of like flying into buildings and shit like that. It looked pretty cool. Yep. I don't know that I will play it, but it looks cool.
1: I'll probably pick um, it up.
0: Back for Blood. Uh, which is Turtle Rock Studios, which are the Left for Dead people. They are releasing Back for Blood later this year, and it will be on Game Pass Day One. So a bit of an Outriders. Remember Outriders, read uh, a bit of an Outriders deal for Back for Blood happening. <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, what the fuck uh, is going on with Outriders anyway? Nothing, because it isn't a service game. It's a, it's a, it's once you beat the narrative, the game's over. That's it.
1: Right, right. You just yeah, play yeah, on higher borderline. difficulties. It's
0: just like yeah, it's like Diablo basically. Uh, Stalker Two. Will be coming in 2022, and that will also be on Game Pass. Uh, Stalker 2 looks o- looks okay. I don't know. You could do worse sure. if you're jonesing for some Fallout. Um, you could also play Fallout 76. Uh, <laughs> you could. No, yeah, you Post- could. I'm not going to. <laughs> Post Brotherhood uh, updates take place in post-apocalyptic Pittsburgh. That's right, Reed. We're headed back to the, the pit. pit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh the I caught a commercial for Fallout 76 on YouTube the other day, and I've put dozens of hours into Fallout 76 at this point. The commercial I saw looked like a game I'd never seen before. The way they market this game versus what you do minute to minute in this game are vastly different, especially if the idea of the commercial is to bring in new players, because if you've got people who are whales for this game already, they they aren't watching that that ad and being like, "I got to get in on this." They are they're just in it. So it's almost like the game is, is marketing itself like Fortnite, like jump in, get these outfits, have a good party time, whereas the game itself is, is absolutely not that. Uh, 12 <laughs> Minutes, which uh, has Willem Dafoe in it, uh, <laughs> you don't have any idea how much I've sacrificed,
1: will come on August 19th. Dude, Willem Dafoe uh, was in Beyond Two Souls, wasn't he? He
0: was. He was, the, he was the, spoilers, the bad guy. Was he? He
1: ends up being the bad guy. I would, uh, man, Beyond Two Souls, fuck that game, piece of shit. Uh, so, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I like that game. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I like going, that game way like more than, than Heavy Rain.
0: <laughs> no, I, I fucking like Beyond Two Souls. I thought that was. That no, it was, was uh, it was
1: fine. An incredibly predictable story, bland writing, who gives a fuck about that game. There's one, uh, there's gets, one
0: scene in that. Where uh Ellen Page now Elliot Page uh is is ha- uh, someone's coming over to the apartment for a date
1: Yeah, I remember and you have to choose what to wear and you have to <laughs> choose between like sexy or casual or like whatever Right, the but then
0: is. as the as her ghost brother, you can fuck the date up and it's pretty it's pretty good. Yeah, like
1: that uh, that was that shit's funny, but like the whole like er, like we, like you're a child, and we need you for your ghost brother. Like I who gives a shit. Yeah, it's some Stephen King shit. I thought it was okay. It was a Stephen to, King. Uh, it was like it, w- it was more. It was like a young adult novel. Sure. Yeah. It's it can be all things. Like it's, uh, it's, I just it's thought it's it not was not as a choose your own adventure. It's not mimi like movie. heavy rain. <laughs>
0: uh yeah, we were just talking the other day of like. What's the memeiest games? And Heavy Rain did not come up, but Heavy Rain Heavy definitely Rain did, gets an honorable yeah, mention. Yeah, pretty fucking
1: meme game. Between the <gasps> Jason and the 400% facial animations and shit. $5 for a two-cent pulhoon? <laughs> All right. Contraband is the latest game
0: from the makers of Just Cause, or Just Cuz, uh, and that'll be coming to Game Pass as well. I didn't really get a bead on what kind of game that is. Uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Uh, will be coming to PC and consoles in September. The 23rd, uh, Diablo 2 will be dropping, if that interests you. Halo Infinite will be released this holiday, supposedly. Uh, it will also have free-to-play multiplayer. Uh, and some, they, they showed off showed some of the multiplayer, it looked like Halo. People are real nostalgic for Halo, man. I don't know what to say. I
1: mean, it's free multiplayer, so, like, you don't get it's on real there. estate,
0: yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, but the game's on Game Pass anyway, so, like, let's be honest here. Again, these you're you're presenting these games as free games. Like, they're not $79.99 products. Like, a Microsoft Flight Simulator is going to be on Game Pass, but they are releasing a physical version for $80. But you pay for it's, Game Pass. But it's like, you could... Yes, but for four months of Game Pass, you will just have Flight Simulator anyways. So the, the it's like, while on one hand they're pushing Game Pass, so like, hey, if you're a savvy consumer, Game Pass is the way to go, even if you cancel it after four months... Uh, but on the other hand Why not make They can't reduce the value of the first party title So when Halo Infinite comes out It'll be a $79.99 product Even though the multiplayer part of it Is free so For what? everyone Regardless if they have Game Pass or not And then the campaign of course will be in Game Pass Well as that well. same
1: thing happened with Warzone
0: In a way Yeah, I guess but they're still doing Call of Duties. like they're still releasing eighty dollar Call of Duty yeah, every year on top it, of. Having I'm more saying than- that Halo
1: is basically just following the same same format that Call of Duty has established. They're right. Meanwhile, being- you have
0: Overwatch two that will assuredly be a full price product and not free to play. Right. What? Oh, like Overwatch two when that drops, they're gonna like they're charging money for it.
1: Yes, but like it differs between studio but between studio and the studio. I think the Halo guys are looking at their IP and they're like. Man, Halo 4 and 5, people didn't really like those all that much. Like, how do we get people to like Halo again? Like, oh, fuck it. Like, look at the the COD format. Like, the amount of people that are like, oh, fuck Call of Duty has dropped down since they made Warzone, which is arguably the best Call of Duty content, completely free. And they probably looked like, oh, a lot of people ended up buying the full multiplayer because they want to, you know, level up their guns quicker, etc. We can make Mm -hmm. more money if we give this out for free. Along with all the microtransaction battle passes, all the shit you probably expect to come to, I think it's smart.
0: I mean, w- once you crunch the numbers, you know whether or not, right? Yeah. So I'm sure they. Uh, have this is interesting the in the case of Overwatch because that's also Activision. It's it's Activision Blizzard. So yeah. It's the same. If they're like they're like looking at a fucking list of their games coming out, and they're like that'll be free. That'll be seventy dollars. That'll be. Uh, Psychonauts two finally gets a release date. For some reason, in my head, I thought this game had already come out, but apparently not. It's coming out in August. That's from Double Fine, who's also owned by Microsoft. Hades will come to the Xbox and the PlayStation. So, there you go. Shredders, uh, not the t- Turtles Shredders. A new snowboarding game, be heading exclusive to Xbox. Atomic Heart gets a trailer, which looks pretty interesting. Um, if you're going to check out a trailer, maybe check this one out because it's fucking weird. Uh, but it also reminded me of that We Happy Few game that had, like, that fucking excellent trailer, and then the game was just. Nowhere near what what you might have surmised it to be. Microsoft Flight Sim coming to Xbox, as we said, that'll be exclusive on the X and S, uh, and that leads into a side uh, car story here, where you will be able to play exclusive games that are on the Xbox Series X and S via X Cloud on an Xbox One. Uh, So if you haven't upgraded to the new Xbox, what they're basically telling you is if your internet is good enough, there's no reason to, uh, because you can just stream the game on your Xbox, which is kind of interesting to think about. The Outer Worlds 2 is real, and it's coming soon. Uh, No mention of Obsidian's, uh, like, sword and sorcery first-person RPG. That's supposed to be set in the Pillars of Eternity universe, I think?
1: Yeah, I'd rather have that than fucking another Outer Worlds. Well, we've already
0: had an Outer Worlds, so. Uh, Slime Rancher 2 coming out in 2022 uh shit for uh forza horizon 5 looking great uh what else can we say here Redfall is the new uh, vampire multiplayer shooter from arcane basically everybody's getting in and on left for dead it's been long enough everybody has made their own left for dead and unfortunately they're all coming out at the exact same time after the xbox uh thing concluded they announced that you will be able to purchase an actual official xbox shaped mini fridge
1: you will <laughs> just,
0: I'm just let that hang in the air for a second <laughs> Uh, so fucking Square Enix, oh boy, uh, comes out comes out swinging here with a uh, showing us that Idos Montreal has been working on not a Deus Ex sequel, read, but in fact a
1: Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game. I Like, Uh, being a big fan of Deus Ex and, like, being one of the people that really fucking liked Mankind Divided and what it was going for and especially wants the continuation of that story. Yeah, absolutely fucking heartbreaking to see that Eidos was working on this the whole time. Uh, And Avengers, of course. um, Especially given that you, you recognize all the potential Mankind Divided had. I know it wasn't, like... People didn't like it as much as Human Revolution. That's neither here nor there. Um... Yeah, it's it's a sad fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> I cried when I heard this. Uh, this game is going to be on all
0: major consoles and PC uh, immediately when you see the game. Uh, the problem is, is that people are like, "Oh shit! Did they just make a Marvel's Avengers?" But now it's it's Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's the exact same game just with the Guardians. That's no good. What you later learn is that no, 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 this is more of an RPG, more like Deus Ex. Uh, where you actually have some agency over the story, you play as Star-Lord and give out uh, instructions to the other characters. I do not know at this point if you get to play as the other characters, which would be pretty fucked up if you don't. Uh, There's no reason that, like Final Fantasy... another Square Enix property, like Final Fantasy Remake, you can just play as Cloud or Star-Lord in the overworld, but then when you get down to combat, why can't I switch to Gamora or Drax? Uh, Or something like that. Just to add that depth of gameplay. So that's kind of disappointing. Otherwise, licensed soundtrack. uh, A lot of jokes that seem to be lifted directly from the movie. Changed maybe slightly. If that's what you want, here it is. Uh, Doesn't use the actor's likenesses. This is a separate canon uh, from the movies, obviously. So basically what it comes off as is like the porno parody. Of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, unfortunately. Uh, But, I don't know. The game looks in in a bubble the game looks fine uh do, do i love the guardians of the galaxy characters enough to play something like this read i don't know
1: yeah i don't give a shit about this game <laughs> i'm not it's it's not gonna it's tough it.
0: because like those those movies are so good and those characters are so fun uh but this this looks like the marvels avengers take of marvels guardians of the galaxy yes they changed up some of how the the narrative goes i guess in terms of what agency the player has over it but My god, man. Uh, And that game's coming out in October. And then, of course, they showed the Marvel's Avengers roadmap. Stood in front of it like a dog standing in front of a bunch of toilet paper it had ripped up. And uh, so we're going to get an aim thing where we're going to fight. So you know that chick who was, like, actually the bad guy, not MODOK? Yeah, sure. I think we we get a showdown with her, and then they're going to do a whole Wakanda thing with the Black Panther. Like,
1: not fucking, like, let's introduce, like literally any comic book villain to be a dlc let's just expand on (laughs) this shit scientist character that no one gives a fuck about and multiple
0: times in the trailer they showed like the new dlc characters and they showed some of the new areas and in all in a couple of them it just shows them fighting taskmaster and i burst out laughing (laughs)
1: oh boy fucking believable like it's 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 insane
0: it's it's doesn't make any sense this this game is almost a year old now right
1: did it come out last year or two years ago yeah so like taskmaster is you could say black widow's villain abomination is hulk's villain where's thor's villain where's captain america's villain where's iron man's villain (laughs) add in the fucking mandarin or whatever how do you not have
0: uh in a cave with a box of scraps uh like just a bunch of b-grade rogues in this game just to mix it up yeah
1: where's like fucking crimson dynamo and like yeah, like a radioactive
0: bunch, man. Yeah, a bunch of fucking <laughs> Dude, jobbers fucking are jobbers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, you can give them the fucking Taskmaster goddamn moveset if you want. Just change it up, for Christ's sake. Change the cosmetics.
0: Uh, Yes, it's, it's fucked up. Uh, No mention of Spider-Man, no mention of plans for the future. I, I, uh, the only thing I can assume, Reed, is that this game is intended to be such a slow burn service game. Like, they intended this to be, like, a 10-year plan. Yeah, like, that, they're like, oh, oh,
1: people have enough content for, like, well over a year. Don't worry about it. It's like,
0: no. Not even not even close. And the content that's there is is repeated content from the story. That is no bueno. Uh, so that game is getting expansions. And as far as I know, those expansions are free. Or at least they fucking should be. Uh, Life is Strange. True Colors. Uh, we get to show off the main character there who whose power is empathy. Sure. It's, she's like, oh, you're sad. Uh, it, they showed like some of the consequences in the trailer, like uh, approaching someone and and asking them if they have a problem, and then that person becoming suspicious of you that you know what their problem is, and it could be something as serious as like I killed my wife and buried the body. Like I don't know if they're gonna go there in this game, but who knows. Anyway, uh, Life is Strange will also be remastered. People love the shit out of that series. I've only played the first one. Yeah, I don't. And then of course. It, really. <laughs> Babylon's Fall, which is the new Platinum Games. Uh, This is a pretty memed-on trailer because of the voice acting and stuff like that. Uh, It is going to be a live-service, free-to-play game, I believe. And I'll play that based solely on Platinum Games. It might look goofy around the edges, but if it plays badass, let's get it. Read Stranger of Paradise (laughs) Final (laughs) Fantasy Origin. A new game from Team Ninja, specifically the Neo Team. Nomura, I believe, has something to do with the character designs in this. Why he designed the main character as just a dude in a black shirt for this trailer, I do not know. In what This is one case where he could have benefited from belts and he left them off. <laughs> what can we say? Uh, this game has a demo that wasn't working for the first four days. I don't know if you ended up actually downloading no, and trying this like, game. It,
1: fucking, it lost all goodwill for me when I had to re-download it twice and it still didn't work. I was like, yeah, you know, fuck it. I'm just not going to play this dumb fucking demo. You guys, do uh, you guys test this
0: test this demo? I can only imagine the the chickens with their heads cut off running around that office being like, "Holy shit! How did we fuck this up?" <laughs> uh, but anyways, people are saying ho hum things about that game. Obviously, it is a not obviously, but this is billed as a prequel to Final Fantasy One uh, that sees this character with amnesia looking for he's got to kill chaos. He's looking for chaos. He's got to kill chaos. There's two uh, anime trope side characters here and from the trailer you can see that you can play as i guess the original final fantasy job so like a dark souls you can play as dude with big fucking sword but you can also play as like a cleric or a mage or something it seems uh you decide what that main character is and uh interesting idea uh we'll see that we'll see i guess we'll see is there an interesting story to be told as a prequel to Final Fantasy? Nope. Is the lore of Final Fantasy verbatim, like the very core lore like Final of Final Fantasy in the Christ- like
1: Final Fantasy 1? No, like
0: like like the four heroes of light, the four heroes of chaos, that that whole thing. No,
1: like it's all like that's a big reason why I don't play a lot of those older Final Fantasies on repeat cuz I don't enjoy the get the four crystals fucking storyline. Uh that's present in so many of them and from what i remember about final fantasy one with its fucking convoluted time travel garland shit i don't know like there's a million games i would have gave a pre there's a million like there's a bunch of other final fantasies i would have given this prequel series to rather than final fantasy one i guess the thought process is we have a lot of creative freedom for doing it for final fantasy one Sure. Uh, one could argue you could do, you know, Final Fantasy 2 before the Black Knights totally fuck up their town. You could do a Final Fantasy 4 prequel where you're playing a Cecil before he defects from the Red Wings. Um, you know what I mean? There's there's lots and lots of options. Final Fantasy 6 during the fucking Esper Wars, for crying out loud. You could do a bunch of shit.
0: <laughs> for crying out loud.
1: I mean, yeah, sure.
0: Yes, uh, the, the, we'll see. This is uh, and then again, they didn't show Final Fantasy sixteen, which is
1: w- that's what everybody wanted to see.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they so they didn't show it. They took a, <laughs> they made, they made a note, don't show it. Uh, Nintendo, let's run them down quick. Uh, new two D Metroid, Metroid Five now called Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread is a name that's been bouncing around Nintendo since 2005, when it originally was a working title for a DS game. So very excited for Metroid fans as they will get to see the conclusion of the original Metroid storyline, apparently, according to Nintendo. Uh, new WarioWare for Switch. Sign me up. Hook, that up. Hook it up to my veins. Uh, <laughs> Mario Party Superstars. The thing we, we definitely didn't need was another Mario Party, but uh, alas, here it is. It's a collection of past maps and minigames. Knock yourself out. Uh, they showed a bit more of the Breath of the Wild sequel. They did not name the sequel because apparently they were worried about, like, speculation or giving away too much of what the game... Uh, sure. Uh, Link's got long hair. He's more bishi like than ever before. Uh, he's looking looking good. He's got a cybernetic arm. Who the fuck knows what's going on in this game. But it looks like we'll be uh, flying through the air. It looks like the castle is floating. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's, yeah, it's it kind of like... It's Breath of the Wild 2, baby. Who's not Who's not showing up for that, you know? A uh, bunch of ports and stuff being announced here. Shimigami Tensei 5 Fuck got yeah. dated.
1: Looks looks pretty slick. Yeah, it looks like classic uh, Shimigami Tensei shit, which is main character certainly. that has unique look. They can recruit demons. You're in a Sandy post apocalyptic setting and you take down other demons.
0: Sure. The Sandy post apocalyptic setting is Tokyo. <laughs>
1: just by the way. Yeah, but uh, like Frame, it v- looks the yeah. exact same as Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne. Uh, What I I do like about this, if I'm not mistaken, as far as the main series is concerned, at least this is a female protagonist for the first time, Mm -hmm. which is interesting, especially voice Short-haired
0: female protagonist until she turns into demon mode or whatever, and then she's got long, luxurious hair. Fatal Frame, Maiden of Black Water, will be apported uh, from the Wii U to the Switch. Advance Wars... Showed up in this fucking thing. They are porting the first two games uh, to Switch with a new art style. And they are charging full fucking price for that game. So hopefully this means they get to make a new Advanced Wars game on the back of this. That this is like a proof of concept. Uh, They announced for the Zelda 35th anniversary that we should play Skyward Sword. And they will be releasing a Game & Watch console that has uh, Legend of Zelda, Adventure of Link, and Link's Awakening on it. And that's it. That's all they're doing for the Zelda anniversary. Uh, first three Monkey Ball games will be getting an HD remaster. Multiple, peop- multiple people said, "Hey Lee, you must be excited for that. You love Monkey Ball. I've never played a Monkey Ball game."
1: <laughs> so yeah. fuck all y'all. Yeah, you just uh, seem like the kind of guy that would play a dumb game. Like-
0: <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Uh, yeah, I don't it, like. I'm offended. I don't know what to. I don't know what to take out of that. Uh, anyways, GTA Online has announced that they will be shutting down service for Xbox 360 and PS3 in December. Uh, presumably that will be around the time that the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions of that game drop. It's crazy to think that GTA Online is something that would have been otherwise able to be played between PS3, PS4, and PS5. is pretty wild to think. Yep, that's, uh, that'd be
1: quite the achievement, too.
0: Yeah, it'd be kind of neat, actually. Uh, Pokemon Unite, MOBA, will be coming this summer. Reed, we should, just, we should just quit our jobs and go all in on this. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just become, become an esports the, team. The Pokemon, well, yeah, we'll get like fucking sports jerseys and just look like fucking tools. Uh, we'll be the Pokemon Unite uh, Canadian representative. Uh, the, there's a trailer out. It's a MOBA with Pokemon in it. If that, if everything I've said there, it, it, it entices you, go for it. Cyberpunk's it, it, coming back to the PlayStation Store. Patch 1.23 will be out this week, and then on June 21st, apparently. Uh, CD Projekt Red will be allowed to relist Cyberpunk 2077 to the PSN. That's over six months of no sales on the PSN. They pulled this game—absolutely insane. Uh, and of course, you can always go see the list of bug fixes, and they sound as crazy as they did on year one or, or on day one, where it's just like you go to you, the quest is broken. You go to get into a car, and you can't. And it blows <laughs> Anyways. up. It's time probe Uranus and talk a little bit about mass effect 2 read last week uh you gave us a general impression of what you thought about mass effect 2 you called out people for having lost uh party members in the suicide mission yeah in fact exclaiming that the suicide mission was too easy
1: (laughs) yeah if you lost anybody during the final mission of mass effect 2 you fucking suck at video games all right wow it's like
0: dying to the first Goomba in, a uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Why don't, like, what just, happened, yeah. why
1: don't you just, yeah, why don't you stop playing Mass Effect and go play something else?
0: So you, uh, you came at this game very critically, <laughs> uh, it, no, in a way that's good as someone who would have played this game in 2021 versus when it came out, because obviously at the time playing through this game, people were anticipating a third game, a closure to the trilogy and what losing characters in that mission, uh, would even mean, uh, to the, to the greater scope yeah. of the game. Um... Today, because we only have so much time left, I feel that we should just blaze through the plot of this game. I don't
1: specifically remember a lot of the okay, loyalty I, missions. I'll I'll do it for you. Okay, sure. Hit me with it. So Mass Effect Two opens with Shepard's ship, the Normandy, still in alliance, still belonging to the alliance, being shot down by a mysterious ship. You find out later that it is the Collectors that shot you down. Who are the Collectors? Oh, you jumped you a asked? lot. Yeah, they were. There's some. Uh, alien race that a lot of people believe are just myth because no one's really seen one that live on the deep reaches of space on the mm. edge of the terminus galaxy i believe anyway they show up and they're ducting people shepherd quickly uh anyway no wait i'm getting ahead of myself so they shoot fucking shepherd's ship down shepherd is rescued by cerberus and cerberus is run by elusive man aka oh, hold on there what shepherd dies in space fu- yeah, shepherd fucking yeah. dies okay the, Sh- yes. Cerberus recovers Shepard's mangled corpse and brings it back <laughs> to life. Now, this should already the give Lazarus you... A, project. Yeah, this should already give you an impression of what kind of place Cerberus is. If you play Mass Effect 1, you'll know that they did a bunch of human experiments. Anyway, they're bad guys. Shepard reluctantly, reluctantly decides yeah, no to work with the elusive man because he thinks that the Reapers are coming and the alien races aren't going to do anything about it and basically humans have to stop them because they're losing colonies. Shepard agrees... The Elusive Man says, great, go get a fucking team ready. So basically the 90% of the story missions in this game are just recruiting uh, fellow party members because there's a yes. lot of them. Yeah. Um, and then the other story bits are basically the Elusive Man, first he sends you to a planet just to stop the collectors and gain some information, which you did. Second, he sends you to another place basically to gain... Access to this mass relay that no one has used ever—that would the go the Omega to... Four Relay. Yeah, no
0: people have used it; they have not returned. They
1: have not returned. Yes. So you yeah. gain access to Omega Four Relay. Um, you decide it's going to be a one-way trip, essentially, because you are not getting any official support from from the Alliance or the Council whatsoever. Uh, mm-hmm. So you you fucking get your team ready. You go through the Omega Four Relay. You show up at the Collector's base. You find out the Collectors are actually the Protheans. Who were corrupted by the Reapers, indoctrinated? Uh, yeah, indoctrinated mixed with bugs. Yes. Yeah. So now they're all bug-like. They're basically slaves of the Reapers. They are literally being controlled at random moments by Harbinger, who is assumed to be the leader of the Reapers. Uh, you go through the ship. As long as you don't get anybody killed, that's great. You kill a bunch of collectors. You find that they are in fact making a human Reaper, and what they ex- yes. and you find out what they are doing with all the humans that they have captured throughout the game, and what their purpose is. And they're harvesting them essentially for like. They're like. They're like. Compromise. They're like compressing their bodies into like gray juice. It's like the
0: Matrix, bro. Yeah,
1: and pushing it (laughs) into this Reaper. So, Reapers, you find out, are biomechanical, like cyborg things that like their mechanics are made out of organics. It's kind of weird. Anyway, you stop the giant Reaper thing. Uh, The elusive man shows up and he's like, Great job, Shepard. You did everything I wanted you to do. Uh, Now we have a chance to stop the Reapers. Uh, But also, you should keep this base so we have even more technology. But if you're smart like me, you're like, Wait a minute, Cerberus are assholes. This was probably their goal the whole time, so I blew up the fucking facility instead. And basically, that's Mass Effect 2. As far as plot plot goes, not a ton happens, as I said. 90% of it is just recruiting teammates. The other ten percent is just essentially following the collectors until you get to their home base and blowing it the fuck up. You don't actually learn a lot about the reapers, if anything, and all you basically do is delay their arrival. Uh, Mass Effect right. Two, for all intents purposes, is about building relationships with a bunch of characters that you may or may not get closure with in the next game. It's weird to say, but Mass Effect Two, while being an absolutely fantastic game, and I do not regret, uh, and I do not regret playing it at all, it's kind of fucking useless.
0: Right, so, what the? Yeah, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. You build relationships with these characters. Unfortunately, they can just get dusted at the end of this fucking game. Or you game. don't really uh, see
1: them in Mass Effect Three if you don't. Play or you the don't recruit Citadel. them at all.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. So in the case of, of everybody surviving, there is at least something uh, to to pay off in Mass Effect Three. Uh, but of course, at the time going into Mass Effect Three, we didn't we didn't know what that was. We don't know if you just keep the same uh, party or what. Obviously, this sets up the elusive man and Cerberus. There is no Shepard without Cerberus, and mankind it ultimately is lost without Shepard. So in a way, they are the enemy of your enemy. However, obviously, you know, they have ulterior motives. Uh, it's very clear that there is a way to go in these games where you just side with humans, which is, like, the racist playthrough, where it's just like, hey, we know that uh, the aliens are, are kind of suppressing the humans, and we we know what's going on. We gotta look out for other humans, Ashley Williams-style. And um, there's always a way to, to to go down that in these games. Obviously, when you get immersed in the universe, you know that no uh that's that's the wrong way to go about things that Cerberus is fundamentally using terrorism and things like that to accomplish what they need uh to to, to keep the interests of humans alive so they from the get-go, you're you're pretty iffy on them. Only that they fucking recovered your body, and two years later are able to bring you back to life, or reconstruct you, or who the fuck knows what exactly they do to Shepard, or if Shepard is even. It's the uh, the ship of Theseus or whatever, right? It's the if you replace every single piece of the ship, is it still the ship? Right. Uh, um,
1: that that's an interesting thing that you brought up because like they bring they bring that up at the very early beginning of the game, and Shepard just goes fuck that I'm Shepard, and it's never brought up again. So.
0: I like to read between the lines. After after you beat Mass Effect 3, I have a bunch, of, of course, crazy theories uh, about Mass Effect 2 where, at face value, this game doesn't do anything to advance the plot against the Reapers, only that I would argue that it, it shows us a bunch of uh, interesting glimpses into the Reapers. The Reapers killed the Protheans 50,000 years ago, or whatever it was, and uh, here we learn that, well, the Protheans still exist in the form of these collectors that the Reapers are basically using as slaves to go kidnap colonists. What are they doing with those colonists? Well, uh, they're learning about their DNA and they're making a giant human-Reaper hybrid. Why the fuck are they doing that? And that's kind of nightmarish in of itself. These Reapers are just here to wipe out uh, all living things every 50,000 years. Well, now we know that's not the case. We know that they go through a... They, they indoctrinate uh, races. We know that they... Uh, do gene splicing and chain and like genetic fuck- fucked up stuff with, uh, with humans and stuff like that. So Cerberus is basically trying to, they're like they want to keep that ship. They want to learn what that is. Obviously, Cerberus is is fundamentally evil. Uh, depending on how you look at them, so you did the the right thing. And I'm using quote. I'm using that voice because I'm yeah. putting quotations around everything. Um, but in terms of just what happens in this game, you go you go find the. You go to the deep space. You go to Omega Four. You find out the what the collectors are. You 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 know, you throw a spirit at Xerxes uh, in a way, uh, just letting the Reapers know that hey, we're uh, we're a threat. And then of course, at the end of the game, the Reapers wake up in deep space, and by the start of the third game, they are already upon you. Uh, make your time, gentlemen. So. Uh, yes, it is It is a holding pattern, as we talked about last week. It is Mass Effect 2, uh, it, it, of course, still builds the world. You get to see a bunch of new parts of, of Mass Effect. You get to probe planets. You get to get all that deep stuff as a continuation of the first game, which is all great. But as a self-contained story, yes, the majority of the game is recruiting characters and doing their loyalty missions so that they may have the chance to survive uh, but ultimately, if you don't care about some of these characters, you don't care to see them right. continue. And it is it is side side game content. And I right? can see
1: someone who played this at the time of release and thinking, "Wow, Mass Effect yeah. Two is like one of the best fucking games." Because the impression that you get from it is, "Wow, all these characters are going to be really important next game. All these decisions are incredibly important." I have the benefit of hindsight and knowing beforehand what Mass Effect 3 is and how it disappointed people. And I know beforehand that a lot of these characters I'm either not going to see again or I'm only going to see through the Citadel DLC. And then I know beforehand that a lot of the decisions I made in prior games aren't essentially going to matter in the long run because all the endings are fairly similar to one another. Which makes, Uh, in hindsight, Mass Effect 2 seem like kind of a useless game.
0: We'll we'll end it on this note. We'll 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 go into each of the characters because uh, there's there's better characters than others. Obviously, uh, next time we we talk, we will uh, talk about some of the loyalty missions and then uh, some of the highlights of the actual game, uh, as there is a lot of cool stuff along the way, and then get into Mass Effect Three. Um, the thing I was going to say is Mass Effect Three as a disappointment, and what you've probably heard about it. A lot of big huge fanboys of Mass Effect get hung up specifically on the ending. When, in my uh, honest opinion, that game is disappointing from beginning to end for the same reasons. That the game is not bad... Uh, But the game series has built up that all these decisions you've made will uh, shape your narrative and give you a more specific-to-you version of the end of this story. And what you get is just another Mass Effect game where certain aspects are changed based on what has happened so far, but ultimately we do need to get to the same ending uh, with slight variances at, at the end of this, right? right? Like so, like, you could
1: make all the decisions that you want in Mass Effect 1 and 2. You're still going to be in Vancouver for Mass Effect 3. And I think Did that's. they
0: think that, like, yeah, Casey Hudson was going to pen them uh, a 1,000 word ending? Well, no, I, I, <laughs> I kind of understand where they're
1: coming from. Like, maybe there'd be, like, two or three different openings depending on certain choices you made. It'd be a very ambitious game to make. And obviously, they would have to have a lot more time to make it. I think, I think it's a mix of uh, improper fan expectations, but also Bioware making decisions feel like they're bigger than they are. For crying out loudly, when you're making your Mass Effect 3 character, if you're importing a character, it lists all the big decisions that you make. Uh, right, right when It's you're, binary. Yeah. It's
0: like, you did this or you didn't do yeah, this. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that should... like. To me, when I play Mass, Mass Effect 3, I'm like, wow, they're reminding me of everything I've done. I expect every single one of those points to be brought up in this game now. Otherwise, what was the point of telling me about what I did in prior games if you're not going to talk about it?
0: It's it's what you want out of it, right? Because like something like Thane, uh, someone like Thane, who's a really interesting character and, and cool in Mass Effect 2, um, th- Like, yes, there is a scene in Mass Effect 3 and it's one of the moments of the game I remember most. But that being said... What does it have to do with the arcing story? And if it wasn't there, would you miss it? it it's, you know, that's something, that's, that's a discussion for next week, I think. Because we got to wrap it up. At Iceberg Podcast is us on Twitter. Lee at com is our email address. Send us questions, topics, anything you want to hear on the show. If it's interesting enough, maybe we will include it. Look for a uh, episode of the new to see Iceberg Podcast coming up this weekend. We're going to get caught up on wrestling. Talk about a few other things. Reed, thank you for joining me. All the best with your uh, 420 appointment. Uh, this afternoon and hope you uh, you're back on your feet soon with that 5g signal stronger than ever (laughs) before people get vaccinated thank you for signing up that's a public beta podcast we'll talk you uh talk to you again next week